0: We're talking travel, thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. And Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. She's taking us off to a couple of medieval castles. I can't wait. And we're also going cruising. And Sally Lucas, I do like the sound of a medieval castle. We don't have any in Australia. Perhaps that's why
1: perhaps that's what it is and I guess that's what gets us a little hooked in when we go to some of these areas overseas where you know we look at something in Australia it's 200 years old and we think my god isn't that fantastic then you go overseas and you're seeing things thousands of years old that are still almost intact I guess that's the amazing thing and as we've mentioned before Jane the Romans just you know they they just Took over, didn't they? They were everywhere in Europe. No matter where you go, there's been a Roman there building a viaduct or a building, you know, some sort of an arena or, you know, they just left such a, a legacy behind, I suppose, for us. And it's such an amazing time in history. Um, but this is in Colchester, which is about... I'll just touch on our north-east of London, in Essex, and um, to the north of it, almost equidistant, would be Norwich, to give you an idea if anyone's looking at a map or to know where I'm talking about. Now, Colchester Castle is the largest Norman keep in Europe. Now, that's quite something to be... Proud of.
0: And a keep is a kind of a fortified
1: it medieval castle. Well, it, well exactly that, Jane. And it was constructed on the foundations of the Temple of Claudius. And it was built when Colchester was the first Roman capital of Britain. So there you go. And so they've got a castle museum today, which of course reveals all these fascinating layers of history to visitors and they've got archaeological collections of international quality covering two and a half thousand years of history, um, which, you know, they've showcased, of course, including the most important Roman finds in Britain. So it's considered one of England's most important heritage sites and it is one of the most popular visit- visitor attractions in the east of England. So they have been obviously improving on it like everyone does when they get these. It's money, it's funds, it's, you know, res- restoration, it's keeping everything up to it but they've got all sorts of things there's some new experiences there you can try your hand at building a norman archway excavating a roman doctor's grave what fun steering a chariot around colchester's recently uncovered roman circus wow how about that with horses well
0: with horses wow
1: well, (laughs) well that's that's what they're saying Excellent. And it says they've also got a beautiful large-scale Sonnet Lumiere projection which transforms one of the walls with light and sound. So it sounds like it would be quite a, a spectacular place to go. And they do have regular family events and plenty to occupy kids from dressing up to stepping inside and recreating a thatched roundhouse. And they do, of course, tours of the area and um, of the Roman vaults and up onto the panoramic castle roof as well. So I just thought, isn't that interesting that I had never heard about this particular Roman keep and I guess there's so many places that people must fall upon in their travels that we haven't heard of Um, and and that's the wonderful thing about travel isn't it?
0: Well it is, you do discover more and more and Mm. it's nice when people bring out the features and the layers of of the buildings of the the history is just fascinating. It
1: is fascinating and uh, I haven't got anything printed out on this Jane but I was just thinking when I was reading this that when we were in France a few years back now, a few years back James was 11, that's a few years ago isn't it but we were staying in the area of the Lot Valley, which I've mentioned, which is part of the uh, most beautiful villages of France, with the three towns starting with E, which is Estang, Entregue, and Espalion. Well, just out of Espalion, there's this medieval castle again, and it's perched, as they used to do, on the highest point they can find, so they could see the enemy coming. And it's called Calmont-Dolt, C A L M O N T. D'olt. And it's still a work in progress as well. It was let go into ruin, but it was built and survived and went through the Hundred Years' War. So again, we're going way back in time to about the 11th century, I think, when it was originally built. And then about the 16th century, it went into ruins. And then it was purchased, I think, in about the 1980s by a a Frenchman. And um, it's been slowly Built up with all the ramparts and the walks, and again you can do tours there and interesting competitions for kids to enter to see, you know, what good a soldier you would have been on the keep. And so again, it's a lovely um, part of France you can go to as well. And I mean, apart from being beautiful villages, you've got this opportunity again to visit, you know, a medieval castle. And it is quite something that's fascinating, interesting to think how they lived and how they built these structures way back there, which to me is a fascination in itself, especially the viaducts. And you look at those weren't they wonderful and some of them so huge and to think they transported water and people and without a a nail or a bit of cement or you know it's just incredible the architecture and the building of those eras
0: and I like the way you are invited to get into the life of that time as well it's made easy for you
1: it's fascinating and I was only saying to my husband last night I didn't do ancient history at school we did modern was more I guess the emphasis was on modern history but I now wished I had done ancient history because I just found I find all of this so fascinating in any of these countries the previous life and, and how we can still as you say partake of it in some way it, it's a fascinating journey.
0: We're talking travel and we do it for our sponsor travel on King and Sally Lucas Well, how about a mad museum?
1: Isn't that a great name? We've got the Mona Museum in Hobart, but this is a mad museum. And it's in the most unlikely of places. It's in Stratford-on-Avon in England. And it stands for Mechanical Art and Design. Ah, So, you know, they're now wanting to prove that Stratford-on-Avon isn't just about Shakespeare, Shakespeare, his birthplace, and Anne Hathaway, etc., But they have more to offer you if you wish to go to Stratford-on-Avon. And it is a pretty little town anyway. It's quite gorgeous. Um, so it's right in the centre of Stratford-on-Avon, and apparently it was launched in 2012. And um, it showcases the finest pieces of kinetic art and automata belonging to pioneering artists from all four corners of the globe. Mm-hmm. So it should be really interesting. And um, they were on one street, but they moved it to, after the... Um, they found better premises because it was growing. So it's in Henley street and they said they've had incredible success over the last um, 18 months and it's been phenomenal and that, that they were, had to outgrow from 2012 already you know to to find bigger premises so it's a 3,000 square foot museum and um, it's only a few doors down from Shakespeare's birthplace of course in the heart of Stratford-on-Avon and it sort of it keeps developing and expanding its collection of eccentric and ingenious creations so over 60 pieces of kinetic art and automata and um, it says it's got machines that engage all customer groups from all ages all types so from buttons to press, handles to turn, lights, colour and weird sounds, um, the hand pra- handcrafted pieces of imaginative art that, um, yeah, it's, it just sounded fascinating to me and I've had a look at some of it online. If you want to have a look, um, it's just called themadmuseum.co.uk and it just sounded like something very, very different. And I can imagine if you had children or grandchildren that you were taking over there, it would be a fabulous place to, taste the, to take them rather because I don't think they'd be all enamoured of Shakespeare as much as they would about the Mad Museum.
0: Well, some of the um, more adult people <laughs> might I enjoy a push and pull a museum too. That's I what think I that think. that sounds great. No,
1: it does. It sounds fabulous. So, yes, we've gone from medieval to modern, so two M's today. <laughs>
0: two M's indeed. And on to the high seas and the low seas, perhaps yes, yes is a good sea.
1: It is, And Jane, this is a coup, I think it is anyway, Cunard next year has got a maiden call coming into Newcastle on the Queen Elizabeth, that massive liner, you know, it's amazing that we can bring her in here. Um, they've also got maiden visits to Kangaroo Island and Adelaide. So yeah, isn't that fantastic? I mean, it's our market here is growing, isn't it? it
0: certainly is. And it's, it's just amazing to look out at the harbour when a ship, well, even Any less ship, than that size, yes. is in. And uh, so one as big as that, it'll be a wonderful oh, sight, quite I, apart from travelling on, well, on it.
1: Well, apart from um, travelling on it. So they're going to have um, the three queens, of course, come out here on a regular basis on their round world voyages. But this time we've got the... Um, the You've got the Queen Victoria, just to say who the queens are, sorry, the Queen Elizabeth and the Queen Mary too, so the three queens. Um, and they are ships. So <laughs> anyhow, they, are all, they all arrive um, on the same day into Sydney. So can you imagine the, the view of, oh, of fantastic. that? fantastic absolutely a wonderful thing so as part of the season the Queen Victoria is visiting Kangaroo Island doing an eight night round trip from Sydney which will also visit Hobart and Melbourne and that's in um, Feb and then the Adelaide and Newcastle will be visited by the Queen Elizabeth during an east to west global voyage um, with visits slated for around about the 16th and 22nd of February Okay, and then we've got the Queen Mary too who won't be coming in here but is also coming to Australia as well so that's quite something I think. Can we please put a call out to whoever is organising our cruise terminal to give us one. Quickly, I wouldn't even quickly. call it a cruise terminal yet. It's just a dock. But, you know, please. You know, oh, dear. Make it something
0: they really want to come
1: and Back, enjoy. Exactly. Um, and something new, Jane, see, we've talked about, you know, the lack of sometimes product for single travellers, solo travellers. Um, anyhow, uh, next year, again, there's going to be a first all-singles cruise going out um so that's really quite fantastic and that'll be doing a nine night voyage on the Carnival Spirit in November next year just to let solo travellers know that I haven't got details yet of the actual itinerary but it'll be obviously a Pacific cruise out of of Sydney that's happening Mm -hmm. and um, also Jane just as well as P&O have got a cruise week starting next week promoting cruises out of Australia as well and it says enjoy a room with a view that's how they're promoting it which is a nice way to think of it isn't it and they're doing lots of cruises ranging from three Night through to the longest is 12, and these are mainly um, November and December this year so into January some of them some of them are just like little three night food and wine cruises out of Sydney for example one's a three night comedy cruise where you get all, all the stand up comics on board. Um, Morton Island is having a festival in October, November and so going up, something different again isn't it, going up to Morton Island is there's a four night cruise doing that. There's another lovely little one, it's a ten night one Discover Vanuatu that's doing all the lovely islands around Vanuatu and summer New Caledonia and then they've got some Christmas cruises specific for Christmas and New out of both Sydney and Brisbane, um, and also a lovely one going up into New Guinea in November, a 10-night cruise into New Guinea. And they're going to have all sorts of special offers, which we can't mention because they don't go on sale till next week. Mm. But just to let you know, to keep an eye out for that, that p and Cruises have got this Room With A View promotion happening next week.
0: And that's talking travel for today. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. Catch us again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM. We do it for our sponsor, Travel on King.